Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. For the past 10 years, the Automotive Service Association has held an annual symposium for multi-shop operators. The MSO Symposium is designed to provide market insights and important information for those businesses whose operations often span multiple states. The 2021 MSO Symposium will take place as a live in-person event on Monday, November 1st at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, Nevada. The event is scheduled to begin at 10 a.m. Pacific time and features a unique lineup of presentations and panelists. Topics for the 10th anniversary MSO Symposium include industry trends such as vehicle scanning, diagnostics, and the move towards electrification of the vehicle fleet. MSOs attending will also hear from industry experts on estimating, first noticeable loss, and economic topics related to national and global administrations, consolidations, post-pandemic influencers, and much more. The one-day conference will conclude with an evening reception and 10th anniversary MSO Symposium celebration. To give you a better idea of the valuable information shared at the MSO Symposium, here's an ASA podcast from the 2019 event. It's an interview with two MSOs, one from the U.S. and one from Canada, that will give you an idea of why you need to be there. Hi, I'm Tony Mala, broadcasting from the ASA MSO Symposium in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Mandalay Bay. You know, we just finished a day's worth of incredible information, and I've actually buttonholed a couple of attendees to get some feedback on what they saw today. I'd like to introduce Jim Keller, president of One Collision. Jim, you're a multi-shop operator, I believe, right? Yes. And Larry French the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for CSN Collision Services. And I should point out, Larry is Canadian. You betcha. There's the uh, international nature of the event here. And Larry, tell us a little bit about CSN Collision Centers. How many locations? CSN has 195 locations currently across Canada. We started in 2003 and have been growing our network across Canada since the last 15, 16 years now. And Jim, Collision One has how many locations? We have 43. I've been in business for seven years now, and we continue to grow. Okay. One of the reasons I wanted to get you guys together is to talk about your impressions. You're obviously shop owners. So, Jim, I'm going to start with you. You've been coming to this event. I think this is your eighth one. You haven't missed one, have you? Correct. What do you find most compelling about these types of events? Is it the look ahead? Is it the existing information? What do you find most useful? So, Tony, you know, you go to some industry events, and what you find is a lot of information about a lot of things, the technical side, the management side, sales, marketing, all sorts of pieces. And it relates to so many different varieties of things in our industry that we have to be educated on, that we have to know about, and we have to manage. But the nice thing about the MSO Symposium is it really relates directly to the business of being an MSO and what some of the major challenges are without getting too far in depth. And what I really liked, you know, about today's program was that it was it was very focused on only three or four topics the whole day. So there was excellent presenters that gave us valuable information that we'll be able to at least walk away with a better understanding of what's happening out there. Larry, did you find the same or a little bit different? 
I found it a great lineup of speakers. I found that the variety of topics were really good, but like Jim has said, there wasn't too many that kind of overwhelmed you, so I actually found it very informative. We always like to come here and kind of gather as much information and kind of learn any chance we get. I find it very valuable to hear some other business models and how they're dealing with some of the issues that our network in Canada is dealing with. Are the issues that similar between Canada and the U.S.? They are very similar, actually. Hearing a lot of the speakers today and talking to some folks around the, the room, I found that the, the issues are very similar in the two countries, and it's just a matter of what solutions we can come up with to combat those issues. Did you find some solutions in that room today, Jim? As far as solutions, Tony, I'm not sure that they were necessarily solutions, but they were extremely thought-provoking in very well giving us an impression of what is to come, mm-hmm. what's relevant now, and what will be relevant in the next five years. We heard from Susan at CCC an excellent presentation on where the industry overall is at in terms of frequency and loss ratios and things like that. Mm-hmm. Really painted some pictures for us, whereas business operators, we can now take that kind of information and build that into our operating model. We saw that also with Jason from CCC did a a great presentation on uh, artificial intelligence and how that's going to impact what we do. It's already started to, but we're going to see that really dial up and be prepared for the mobile app estimating, which is now reality. It's been released, and I think we'll see that on the trade show floor here at SEMA. And that is going to be game-changing in being able to identify damage and the dollar amount before the estimate is even written. You know, we've been hearing so much about machine learning and artificial intelligence really impacting the whole collision repair process, not to mention claims management. Is that what you're seeing up in Canada as well, Larry? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, one of the, definitely one of the pain points is trying to keep up with all the new technology and telematics and Our shops are always looking to us to give them the information and why we come to things like the MSO Symposium is to gather as much information as we possibly can and we in turn share that back with our group of shops back in Canada. We'll get back to our interview after this word from our sponsor. The MSO Symposium is an annual event directed by many of the most experienced high growth executives from the leading multi-shop operations in the automotive collision repair industry. Focal points of the event include opportunities to learn from industry peers, acquire knowledge from field experts on trends and topics that influence the collision repair business, and discover equipment and service offerings made for the collision repair business success. The 2021 MSO Symposium will be held on November 1st at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas as a live in-person event hosted by the Automotive Service Association. Content for this one-day conference is relevant for members of the collision repair industry working in multi-shop operations, independent collision repair facilities, OEM representatives, and insurance professionals. It is created by industry leaders found on the MSO Symposium's advisory board and includes executives from large, small, and regional MSOs from across North America. Some active participants include Butler's Collision, Caliber Collision, CCG, Classic Collision Centers, Gerber Collision and Glass, Service King, and many others. During the MSO Symposium's program, attendees can expect to gain useful and original information from key decision makers and industry influencers that will help guide businesses today and into the future. For more information or to register, visit www.msosymposium.com. And now back to our interview. 
Jim, do you find being an MSO gives you an advantage in the industry when it comes to needing the, the investment in the organization that you need to adapt to the new technology, or is it that much more of a challenge because of the number of locations? Well, actually, what it does, Tony, is that uh, being an MSO allows you to have a staff that can spend the time to come out to these types of events, the claims conferences, and really find out as much as possible about what we're going to need to do to be successful in this industry, Mm -hmm. to have marketing people, to have operations people, to study and figure out how we can be better at what we do. I think uh, it's really about totally understanding the situation today and what we're going to see in the next couple of years, and then being able to figure out for yourself what your solutions would be great example was the OE panel. Mm. That was extremely valuable in that the OEs look at repairing the car properly and repairing it safely, which most quality shop owners in this industry have thought about doing for many years. Mm -hmm. But now we have them to help us continue our mission to repair cars safely and properly to make sure that we have everything we need to do so. And they're really willing to help us and they want to help us by the certification programs. One question is involved in how many certification programs? I assume you have more than one. Yes, but different shops in different locations are going to be on different certifications. Some are on more than others. Uh, a majority of our shops in our network are certified in one or more brands. Larry, do you get the same support from the OEMs up in Canada? Yeah, we've got great business relationships with the OEs. We just actually had our annual conference about a week and a half ago, and we had three OEs where we're willing to actually have breakout sessions or speak to the group en masse. And the information that they shared was fantastic. It's very collaborative. Mm -hmm. So we're really working towards a lot of our shops have a lot of certifications. One of the issues that we've kind of talked about is how do we get more of those? And we have a group that likes to share best practices. And that's one of the reasons they they would join a network like ours is because we feel that we have the leading shops in Canada. So sharing best practices, how to get certifications, what they need in terms of tools, equipment, training. uh, We love to share that information. And they always have been very forthcoming with helping us with that. Some of the conversations I've heard from collision shop owners when it comes to, for example, OEM position statements, they find that they're subject to interpretation from time to time. Do you have the same challenges with the insurance industry up in in Canada as far as this, or is this an American phenomenon? No, no, I think it's a global phenomenon, actually. Uh, So I think we really do work well together, though we have committees that Jim and I were just talking about, some of the different associations and what the committees on those associations do. And really, it is just trying to collaborate. And uh, so in the committees that we have in Canada, there's definitely OE representation, insurance representation, and the shops all trying to work. They, They may not come up with solutions all the time, but they certainly are working together to try to get the industry in a better position. So we've been fortunate. So in our industry, we have CIC as probably the forerunner in that whole space. And in Canada, you have something very similar. Yeah, very similar. CCIF is our industry association. Jim, you're probably familiar with some of the discussions that are going on in this country regarding data access, data privacy, telematics, that sort of thing. Are the same type of legislative discussions, to your knowledge, happening in in Canada, Larry, or are they taking a different approach? Uh, It's not my area of expertise, but uh, what we do know is that there is definitely a little bit more strict privacy (laughs) laws in Canada about having the data secured in Canadian space, hence why we don't have some of the cloud-based solutions right now in Canada, but we're continually working towards those. Again, information is king, and without the data, you really can't do much these days, particularly when we talk about things like advanced driver assist systems that require calibrations, reprogramming. Let's talk a little bit about some of the technology. Jim, ADAS has been a buzzword in the, well, both industries really, but especially on the collision side. 
And ASA has a both a mechanical and a collisions operation committee. We were fortunate in that we were able to put the two of them together when the collision shops started dealing with things like vehicle scanning and the need to calibrate. Do you feel that the information that the collision shops are receiving and the training that the collision shops are able to get on the ADAS side is adequate to the need as far as learning about the calibration requirements for new vehicles? I think in our industry right now, there is a lot of confusion with repair methods and procedures as it relates to ADAS systems. Mm -hmm. I think that we're a few years away from having it more accessible and, and having training. Because it's so new, it's an unknown frontier. Mm -hmm. And the people that are the forerunners are now starting to get it and know what to do. But there's many, a majority, I would say, that don't. And so I think uh, we can't do enough in that space to help shops through that because it's a, it's a daunting issue to tackle all the things and all the makes and models that have to be done. One of the things that we heard today a couple of times by a couple of different speakers was specialization in how when you do only a couple makes and models, you can get really good at right. and know that brand so well that you know exactly what to do the next time it comes in, where if you're trying to do everything on all cars, you are no longer a specialist, you're a generalist, mm -hmm. and probably not as good as a specialist might be. Definitely some advantages in specialization, that, that is long established, I agree. Larry, the same issues in Canada. Are you getting anything different from this MSO symposium than you have in ones you visited before? It's great to hear the perspective, uh, obviously, from the U.S. speakers that we heard today. It's very similar in Canada as well. What our challenge is is trying to get as much information as we can back to the shops. Our operations team at CSN does a great job of kind of gathering the information, putting out standard operating procedures to our shops, so there's some consistency there. But again, as Jim said, you can't always do everything exactly the way you want to with so much going on. It's just a consistent battle to make sure we get as much info to the shops as we possibly can. Jim, you had mentioned that one of the things you liked about this symposium was the focus that was offered. Is a focus program, do you think, more valuable to the MSO group? I think as time goes on in all of our lives, time is becoming the most valuable thing we have, right? It's just to the point where if we're going to spend 10 minutes, it needs to be valuable. What I saw today was because we didn't do a day-long format, we did like a little over half a day. Mm -hmm. I think that that was a great format to keep it condensed, shorter presentations that you know cut right to the chase and, and delivered the information that's important for us to know without a lot of filler content. And I, I think that came out of surveying past MSO symposium attendees to see what they thought. And I think that's what everybody wanted. It's a busy week here at SEMA. So let's try and condense the information so that our time becomes just that much more valuable being here because we get everything we need in a shorter period. Well, gentlemen, I really appreciate both of your perspectives today. I'm glad you could take a few minutes to talk about it. It's been great getting your feedback. Any final words about the experience? Jim, I'll start with you. Today was a great day. A lot of good feedback from the shops that were here. Just the interaction, uh, there was some time, you know, we had some nice break times to be able to talk with each other and stuff. It was a great day. And Larry, you don't have as much experience. What did you think this year? From my perspective, I think the, the amount of content was fantastic. It didn't seem like it dragged at all. I mean, it was short hits, I guess, for lack of a better word, which was perfect because it keeps everybody's attention. The variety was there, but yet the specific topics were also addressed. So I think uh, job well done. So kudos to the team that put this together, and uh, we look forward to coming back again next year. Gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, Tony. Thanks very much, Tony. 
We hope you enjoyed this podcast and look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas on November 1st for the 10th annual MSO Symposium. For more information or to register, just visit msosymposium.com. If you're ready for a look ahead, this is one live event you won't want to miss. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.